Aaron's Radio Show. Very nice, very music, very cool. I like it. Coming to you almost live from Berkeley, California. It's Aaron's Radio Show, the podcast, with your host Aaron Gobbler. Thanks, Jake, and welcome everybody to episode forty-eight. You're listening to the podcast version of my three songs, a show where my guest provides three selections, and we talk about why those songs are meaningful to them. The podcast version features full interviews, but includes no licensed music. To enjoy the original version with music included, please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream every episode. If you wish to be a guest on the show, please complete the short survey on the My Three Songs page on our website. Now here's the show. Welcome to My Three Songs, where I play three special songs chosen by my guest, and we talk about why they chose each song. This episode is the third in an occasional series of Best of My Three Songs shows. As of this recording, I've conducted 34 interviews, and this episode includes songs chosen by three of my earlier guests and our discussions about why those songs were meaningful to them. Before we get into the list, I do want to thank all of my guests from the bottom of my heart. This show is a labor of love for me, and every guest has done me a huge service by believing in what I'm doing and supporting my efforts. So thank you all. And of course, I want to thank you, my listeners, for keeping up with the show. It is incredibly rewarding to know that people are enjoying something I produce. So let's get to the music. The songs you'll hear today are Ohio by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young from 1970, as chosen by Nadine Bean on episode 27, If We Were Vampires by Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit from 2017, as chosen by Dorothy Brown in episode 29, and finally As by Stevie Wonder from 1976, which was chosen by Renee Benmelech in episode 26. Nadine Bean is a good friend of an earlier guest, Beth Sheeran. It was a pleasure getting to meet her and talk about her deep appreciation of music. Here is one of her choices, Ohio, by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Hello, podcast listener. To experience this episode with music included, please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream all episodes. Nadine, this is a relatively short song, but its message is so powerful um, you know, each time I hear it, I immediately reflect on the events and mindsets that continue to exist in our society today, decades and decades later from when that song was was made, like 50-something years uh, since that song. A lot of that uh, angst and a lot of the issues uh, still exist. So tell me specifically why you included this song on your list. Well, I was born and raised in Ohio. I born in Cleveland and raised right outside of Cleveland. And this is about the Kent State yeah, University yeah. shooting when there were three days of protests, peaceful mm-hmm. protests about the continuing uh, Vietnam right. War. My father was a reporter for the Cleveland Plain Dealer, and he covered the riots and okay. the shootings. This song, therefore, really mm-hmm. haunts me. And Kent State was the beginning of my social activism. And when I began to participate in protest marches against the war in Vietnam and against racial injustice, and my father, I, I credit with my social awareness, he actually won some awards 
for his coverage of the Kent State shootings. And it was a very scary time. Mm -hmm. He was gone for a couple of days and we knew, um, of course, we saw it play out on television, the shootings, and four students were killed Mm -hmm. and many more were injured. Yes. And the governor at the time in Ohio and President Nixon ordered the National Guard in on, I believe, the second day of protests, and they opened fire on the students on a hillside mm-hmm. in a kind of big central green part of the Kent State University campus. It really was a turning point for me. And just a couple of days ago, we had a white person take action against protesters mm-hmm. in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and he was acquitted on all charges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he killed two people and seriously wounded a third. And I just got a clutch in my throat as we were listening to this again, especially when I heard David Crosby at the very end, you hear him over the uh, instrumentals Mm -hmm. and the other harmonists, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young saying, why, how many more? Mm -hmm. And I thought, goodness, it's still continuing 51 years later. It can't continue forever. We just got to get it together in in this country. But Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young was also uh, another group that propelled me into social activism. And, of course, the Penn State shootings. Yeah. The theme or the undercurrent really is how to respond to protests. And in my mind, how a certain part of the population just wants things to not be messy, doesn't understand that in order for us to change sometimes there there is you know there is messiness there is protest there is getting people outside of their uh, their comfort zone or a little bit on edge yeah and then the poignancy of what's transpiring now with these new era of protests and uh, and how our country responds uh, to those or how our laws are set up in response to them you know, I have heard Crosby say how many more, and uh, it was p- more poignant to me listening to it in a very quiet room here with my little my little earphone here to hear him say that. And I don't know if that was ad hoc or uh, ad libbed or whatever. Sure, when they recorded it, I'm not sure if it was uh, ad lib, yeah. but sure to me, it's really the punctuation yeah. mark. It's really the exclamation yeah. mark at exclamation slash question mark at the very end that is really important yeah it's there's four dead but but he wouldn't be say why how many more because he knows that this is not this is not the beginning this is somewhere in the middle and uh, and we're still kind of in that middle i feel like In episode 29, I had the pleasure to interview Dorothy Brown, someone I've known through the Albany Rotary Club for many, many years. I was delighted to have the opportunity to talk with her about music. One of her selections was a delightful song by Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit called If We Were Vampires. Hello, podcast listener. To experience this episode with music included, please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream all episodes. 
Dorothy, thank you so much for sharing the song. As we're listening to it right now, I just wanted it to keep going. <laughs> I lost track there, and I'm like, oh, it's almost over. It's so beautiful, both musically and lyrically. And uh, and this as an aside, my daughter and I just finished watching like all 145 episodes uh, of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so I'm really able to connect with the train of thought here in regards to vampires that I, I wouldn't have appreciated prior. So what inspired you to include this song on your list? Right now, this might be the most beautiful song I've ever heard. I mm. mean, I know that my own opinions could change, but this song just slays me. I, <laughs> I found Jason Isbell this past year. Um, so during this very strange pandemic time, and it's kind of like when you discover something great, you just want everybody to know about it. Mm. Um, and that's why I knew I was going to include it. The first two songs on this list were no brainers for me. Okay. And, and sort of the path that led me to it is I love storytellers and I'm very interested in process. So when I like an author or a performer, I'll usually go to, to YouTube to find interviews and listen to them tell stories. Um, and just as an aside, that's why I enjoy listening to this radio show. It's just fascinating to hear people's stories about the music they love. Uh -huh. um, but I was reading a book by George Saunders and I'd never read anything by him before. So I was poking around and I found him in conversation with this person named Jason Isbell. And sort of when I saw the headline on the, the YouTube video, I assumed that Jason Isbell was the interviewer. But it mm. turns out that Saunders is a great fan of Isbell's okay. and he wanted to learn about the songwriting process. So it was like an hour long conversation and it was fascinating. So then I had to find the music and I've listened to many of uh, Jason Isbell's songs. They're all amazing, but this one was just so special to me because as you say, because of the lyrics, to me, they're perfect. Mm -hmm. It's a song that sounds like he worked on it really hard. Um, I've heard the story that Paul McCartney tells that the song Yesterday sort of came to him fully formed in a dream. Uh -huh. And I think that happens sometimes, but it didn't happen here. And I know that poetry is really hard because every word has to count. And in this song, um, there are no easy rhymes. There aren't clever phrases. He just found the best words to convey what he wanted to say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and I love the structure of it. I love the list format um, as a means to discover why the singer feels the way he feels and just sort of going through them. You know, it, it's no, it's not your beauty. It's, it's not our intimacy, even though I notice both of those things in, in specific detail. It's not even your character. Um, I mean, how how great a line is the mercy in your sense of right and wrong. I mean, that, that is just perfect. Uh -huh. But, you know, the singer is saying that it's, it's the combination of all of those things and knowing that this can't go on forever. You know, there is an expiration date. We just don't know when it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, it, it makes me cry. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next line is the one that, I love, uh, well, I love them all, but he says, likely one of us will have to spend some, some days alone. And he could have said, likely one of us will have to spend some time alone. He could have said, 
we'll have to spend some nights alone because it's not a word that has to rhyme with anything. It just has to be one syllable. But for me, the fact that he chose likely one of us will have to spend some days alone is the most poignant choice um, because it, it, it just means I'll miss your company. So um, I think, I don't know, maybe it's the pandemic that is, that is doing this to me, but um, it, just, it, it just hits hard uh, because I emphatically do not want to live forever. There, I do not want to live forever, but that means there will be loss. And, you know, in, in this particular time when we've been forced uh, to be apart from a lot of people that we love, uh-huh. the message is just all the more moving and, and urgent, you know, that we need to pay attention to the people we love. And he goes on and says, you know, maybe time running out is a gift. And, you know, maybe we can turn some of this pandemic experience into a gift. I don't know. Your takeaway was different than mine in that I'm listening to it from, um, I'm, I'm just a wordsmith and I love words. And, and then you alluded to this, you know, the choice of words in this song. And maybe it's because I have been watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer for a couple hours every night for several months that understanding the whole idea of vampires living forever. And, and I agree with you. I don't think I'd want to, I don't think I'd want to live forever, but it was, I thought it was so clever the way that concept was woven in. Like, I don't think uh, Jason Isbell and his partner really want to be vampires, but just using that as a uh, mechanism in the song to ponder whether you'd want to be living forever. But if you could, you could then laugh at the people who, who are mortal. Right. And that, that moment in the song, you know, he said, we'd just go out on the sidewalk and smoke and laugh at the lovers. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't feel the need to hold your hand. Uh, so the fact that time is finite, mm, mm-hmm. it, it makes it just more precious. And I just think he crafted that so beautifully. This is the first time I've heard of Jason Isbell, and this song is a great entree, both as like to get me into listening more of uh, his stuff, but also an entree like a like a something you'd eat. Yes, <laughs> it was really just a wonderful a wonderful dish, and so I want to uh, I want to taste more. So, uh, thank you so much for including the song. Uh, definitely a gem, and uh, and I'm delighted that you shared it with me, and I am expecting that some listeners are going to go and search for more music by him. So, so thank you again. I hope, I hope they do, because he's got some gems out there. Another new friend I made through my interviews is Renee Ben-Melech. Her life is an immersion in music, and it was educational and inspiring to speak with her. One of the songs she chose to share was as by Stevie Wonder. Hello, podcast listener. To experience this episode with music included, please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream all episodes. 
Renee, Stevie Wonder was a powerhouse in the 1970s, and I personally believe that's when he created his most uh, impressive work. Now, this song is from the album Songs in the Key of Life, uh, and I'd heard the song before, but uh, not in the last 25 years, maybe. Uh, and listening to it now, I'm seeing this infectious gospel kind of appeal in it, and it just has some really, really raw emotion, especially at certain times in the song. And as I'm listening closely to the lyrics now, it is clear it's a really intense assertion that his love is literally timeless like and then and as i'm looking at it it's almost like like it's a psalm it's like each line is just kind of reinforcing the same idea but through all different types of things like when the dolphins are flying and the parrots are in the sea it's really fascinating so i really want to thank you for for bringing this kind of back up bubbling up to the top because i wouldn't have normally just sought out this song and it's just really fascinating to kind of do like a little bit of quick research on it while it's while I'm listening to it. So why did you include this song on your list? Mm. Well, Stevie Wonder was someone who I would say, you know, inadvertently taught me how to sing. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, when you're a singer and you're learning, you copy everybody, you know, that's how you learn uh, until you figure out your own sound, you know? Mm -hmm. So I listened to him so much in the night, I guess in the, I guess for me, because in the 1970s, when this music was coming out, I was just a little itty bitty person. Um, mm -hmm. And I wasn't even living in this country. So <laughs> it was probably okay. not till the 80s and 90s that I really started listening to him. And um, just fell in love, in love again and again and again and again with so many of his albums and the way he sang and the messages and the funkiness. And how it just made me want to move. You know, it was just like, mm -hmm, oh, my mm -hmm. God. <laughs> I remember that I was uh, went through a phase where um, I was reading Be Here Now, uh, Ram Das. There was this section at the end where it was saying something like, think of the highest being that you can imagine during this meditation. And I remember just sitting there and thinking, it's Stevie Wonder. I mean, I can't think of a higher being than him. <laughs> you know, I look at okay. this lyrical content, and so what you're saying, yes, this is this is a supreme love song, you know, to whoever he is singing it to. And there was a point in time when I had to make it a song to myself in my own journey of of loving Renee. I started realizing I was like, you know what, I'm going to sing this to to me. Uh huh. Okay. And so it became an anthem for, for my life. So that it's very special in that way. But there's just so much incredible poetry and so much love. And then that very, very last line. Until the day that you are me and I am you. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. What else? What else is there? Right. I mean, right. what higher? <laughs> yeah. What, what, how high can you get? You know, it's just like, yes, if we could achieve that. Lord have mercy. <laughs> so much more peace in the world, you know. Well, that's it for this special Best of My Three Songs episode. If there's a song in discussion from a previous episode you think is fitting for our next Best Of show, please let me know via social media or our website. But before we wrap up this episode, I wanted to let you know of an experimental format we have for the radio show called Dedications. If you're familiar with Casey Kasem's Top 40 show, he would read a dedication written by one listener with hopes that it would reach the ears of another listener, and then he would play the song. I'm hoping to recapture some of that magic. So I'm asking you, if you have a dedication you'd like to make to somebody, please go to aaronsradio.show slash dedications to submit yours. 
Once I receive a few, I'll begin making episodes based on those dedications. And of course, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, start by going to our website, aaronsradio.show, and clicking on the My Three Songs button on the homepage. You can also sign up for our mailing list, so you'll know immediately when a new episode is available. And you can also find Aaron's Radio Show on your favorite podcast service, but the podcast episodes only include interviews and no licensed music. So until next time, keep your ears and mind open and let more music into your world. You're listening to Aaron's Radio Show.